0: So, um, runway models have perfect proportions. Uh, they're mainly skinnier, skeletal. Their, their job is to look really good in the clothes that the designers are wearing. And they're also chosen because of their like complementation to the clothes that the designers made. Okay. Then there's print. Print models are mainly like, people who are maybe a little bit sexier, they're, they're less like graceful in their beauty. Um, I think, I don't know if I just said, they're a little more sexy, okay? Um, and editorial models are more kind of, I think that's more of a grab bag. That's more models that could be just in a photo shoot in like a random article in, in Vogue or something. Like they're truly only purpose is like what the photographer or the designer, whoever chose them, the casting director, whoever, like what they wanted for that shoot. Okay. And that's where like more freak models quote unquote are, who are people who aren't like necessarily, I think there's, they're all beautiful. Obviously like they're not going to have a job if they're not beautiful in some way like symmetrical, but they're probably more like, you know their eyes are farther apart they're maybe a little more like ectomorphic or um you know something strange is is going on in the in relation to like traditional beauty standards okay
1: mm-hmm.
0: give the quote
1: i didn't work on my voice i'm not sure what voice i'm gonna be in
0: this is gonna be in post so
1: Midway. midway Midway in the journey of our life, I came to myself in a dark wood. Wait, but do it's, it in a...
0: It's, he's Italian.
1: Yeah, it was like a subtle Italian.
0: Just do it. Ham it up a little bit. <laughs> Mid- it's kind like, of... It's, kinda, it's midway, less scary. If, it's like... Midway, it's like in midway in the journey midway. of our life.
1: Like midway in the journey of our life, I came to myself in a dark wood. For the straightaway was worse. And uh, the way between the two. No, I'm not doing Mario. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Yahoo. Ah, how hard <laughs> it is to tell the nature of the wood. Savage, dense, and harsh. The very whole of me that renews my fear. It is so bitter death is more fondly, more so. Wait, I read that wrong.
0: Maybe give it a little bit like a Daniel Day-Lewis transcendent high voice.
1: It, it is so bitter. <laughs> it is so Midway. bitter. Midway, through the journey of my. I night. can't do that. He doesn't talk that high. It is, so, it is so. It is so. It is so. I think it's better deeper. It is. It is so bitter. Yeah, death. no, that was good. It is so bitter day. It is hardly more so. But to set forth the good I found, I will recount the other thing I saw. How I came there, I cannot really tell. I was so full of sleep when I forsook the one through way, but when I reached the foot of a the hill there were a valley ended that I had pierced my heart with fear, looking up I saw its shoulders arrayed in the first light of the planet that leads men straight no matter what road. And the fear that I endured in the leak of my heart all the night I spent in such distress was calmed. <laughs> and that's one who... <laughs> this is just Dracula. <laughs> and that's one well, who, it works. with laboring breath, has escaped from the deep to the short turns and looks back to the perilous waters, so my mind, still in flight, Turn back to look once more upon the past, no mortal being ever lived alive. After I rested my weary flesh a while, I took my way along the desert slope, my firm feet always lower than the other. But now, beginning, near the beginning of the steep, a leopard, light and swift and covered with a spotted belt, refused to back away from me, but so impeded, it bared the way, that many times I turned back to calm a calm <laughs> it, mo- it was the hour of morning when the sun mounts with those stars oh. that shone with it that god's own love first set in motion those fair things so that despite that beast with got the fur, I still could hope for good encouraged by the hour of the day and the sweet season only to be struck by fear when I beheld a lion in my way he seemed about to pounce his head held high and furious with hunger So that the air appeared to tremble at him, and then a she-wolf, who all hide in bones <laughs> Seemed charged with holy abatements. wrap it up <laughs> well, I don't know. I just sort of like kept going, but yeah, we'll end it there. That's Dante's introduction Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the pod!
0: This is this Books is Brothers. Is Brothers. Uh, 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 we're talking about Dante's Inferno. Um I if you can catch on. That is sort of a that is sort of a famous uh <laughs> opening line, right? Uh two stalkers yeah. in a fellow wood. Yeah. Uh I'm sorry. Um I in the darkest dream, whatever. So yeah, yeah this is Dante's Inferno. <laughs> it was written in the 14th century. Um, it is one of and I, I'm known for saying this it is an epic poem Um and it describes journey uh, Dante's journey through hell um, guided by the ancient Roman poet Virgil this is the intro at the Wikipedia page if you guys want to log on and read along, along. <laughs> yeah read along with me on wikipedia.org um yeah, so Great. this basically is a diametric blueprint of the sort of geometry or the geology, the architecture of hell, the way that You sound like a New
1: York people, like, Times podcast right now. <laughs> yeah, that sounds interesting. Just yeah. like keep saying different adjectives.
0: No, um, them on. I'm going on. Uh, so this, this describes um, basically... Uh if Fuck. if every uh mortal sin was like a amusement park ride except that instead of uh fun horror you experience uh, eternal damnation pain um and in some cases it's not pain it, it's some sort of torture um sometimes it's like nearly a sort of rube goldberg thing <laughs> which is kind of funny Kind of God, kind of being strange. Yeah, so Um, sadistic. Yeah, sadistic, right? Um, So yeah, this is written by him. Obviously, it's maybe not obviously. It's the first part in the uh, three-part series known as the Divine Comedy, Mm -hmm. which is for. So this is followed by Purgatorio and Paradiso, which is obviously Purgatory and Paradise. Um yeah so i came into reading this book i not really sure why i think it's because of um dylan i i don't i don't think it's because of dylan i think mm-hmm. i've i've just been i for the last year i've been on like an epic poem kick so
1: it could have read, been um honestly just reading all the roman history that you're reading well
0: yeah no i mean i was reading *Metamorphoses* and i read uh, uh, the odyssey mm-hmm. and then i read um uh yeah i mean there was there was one that was key uh i think i Probably think the metamorphoses no like the hero with a thousand faces
1: well no um, apparently dante is taking a lot from metamorphosis
0: oh okay here i have it like a lot of this. Me again i'll kill you uh, Good the luck. aeneid i read the aeneid last night right. not last (laughs) night. Not last night. Last year. Oh my God. And uh I'm being overcome with dark forces. Uh last year and um obviously Virgil wrote that book, or that's an epic poem he wrote, and that is sort of the sequel. It's like fan fiction sequel to the Great Cycle, which is like um I forget what the first one's called, the Iliad and the Odyssey. It's like the ah. f- fanfic Roman fanfiction fiction uh, sequel to that. Um Yeah, so I think I think I always knew Virgil was like the guide in this book, but I think reading that book it really excited me kind of like to see what's what's up with Virgil. Um, because he was sort of like the um state it's a weird analogy, but he sort of wrote the socio like cultural history Bible, which is the Aeneid for Rome in the presence of Augustus. Um, so he was like, Augustus was literally like looking over his shoulder while he read that book. Yeah. And during that book, uh, Aeneas, who's the main character and the sort of descendant of Romulus and Remus, um, he sort of journeys through hell and comes back out of it um with the uh with the boon of like or the sort of sooth uh the future um told to him by his dead father of rome and like what he has to do to like found rome so yeah and it's very interesting there's a little anecdote with that book that's really cool um there's sort of like a protest thing about when Aeneas leaves hell, he actually travels through this like gate of dishonesty or something. And it's kind of like slight. And like I said, Augustus is sort of watching him and giving him notes while he writes this thing, the Bible for Rome essentially. (sighs) And uh, he miss Augustus misses that, that when he has been given the future of Rome and like, this really like epic triumphant thing he has to do. He, he travels. The first part of that journey is out of hell is traveling through this, this gate of lies essentially. So like Mm. Virgil, Virgil injected into this story that Rome was built on lies and um, like uh, hypocritical things. But they're traveling. Wait,
1: is this underworld or they're on earth?
0: It's built. It's, it's in the, The Greco-Roman, like, Tartarus.
1: Okay, yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, so. Okay. That's kind of an epic, that's kind of like an ancient punk kind of, like, protest kind of thing, which is cool.
1: Oh, that's like a Da Vinci kind of style, like that kind of thing? I kind of, I wasn't paying attention as much as I should have.
0: Well, what do you mean?
1: I wasn't paying (laughs) attention. I'm not sure what you said.
0: So, you just thought to say, so sort of Da Vinci style?
1: Well, no, in the sense of Leonardo da Vinci was commissioned by the church to paint the mural and he was sort of upset with how they were dealing with it. So, he did that little, he put injected his little punky theology of religion into the paintings.
0: Yeah. So, you plucked the correct amount of information because, yes, that's that's barely tuning in, just barely like that. I'm sure everyone else is as well. But, yeah. uh, That's the same thing. And there's definitely other examples. There's like a painter in Spain. My friend just told me about that did the same exact thing. Okay. So, yeah, it's kind of cool. I mean, that's, that's about as high level and like, you know, dangerous as it gets with art and protests, you know, because it's ultimately like pretty useless and with it, like with as it relates to reality. Uh, Um, Wait,
1: art, art is useless in relation to reality? What did you say? No, like
0: protest using art as protest is like this guy described it as like basically dropping a pie from a ladder onto the, like the people in power's heads. Like it's not really doing a lot.
1: But yeah. You're book- the, you're casting your, your, uh, your weapon as you're kind of like trying to cast a spell to enchant your weapon to stab itself. Cause it would have to be the person that you want to change, changing themselves because the influence of your spell. All
0: right, that's complete nonsense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, it's not like that. No, it's not it's, like that at all. No, I mean, it's like.
1: I think I hit the fucking nail yeah, in the, the head. People,
0: people quickly realize uh, that it's, it's not really doing a lot, but. I mean it happens in Dante, like this. I think book it could is, do a
1: lot because like if you think about the art of the Greek world, the influence it had over the Roman world, you know, that's that's the dead artist talking.
0: That has nothing to do with forward. That's that's cultural. That's Sorry, art. I think that's I just work. don't know what we're talking about. I apologize. That's Let's art move on. <laughs> that's, art within, that's art within art. Let's move on. No, that's no, I'm saying that
1: influencing the actions, the behavior of the Roman.
0: OK, that's uh, you're, you're really slipping off the edge here. I don't even know what the hug you're talking about. OK, so but this let me just say this. number one. Give some shitty like analogy again. Uh, this Our book does have disagree. a lot of political critique in it. Um, there's a lot of historical figures contemporaneous with Dante uh, in Italy. So this is like 14th century Renaissance Italy, right? where it's divided into a bunch of like city states and stuff. Um, He has a lot of cameos from people within his time, like uh, experiencing the tortures of each circle um, in the way that they, you know, deserve, I guess.
1: Well, each according to their sin. It's sort of like a perfect reverse punishment.
0: Sure. Um, So I guess we'll start...
1: Well that wait, are we not gonna go <laughs> why did you just bring that up? What? Why would you just drop like, oh yeah, there's people from his life in it and then stop talking?
0: Well, I'm just saying that this book also has political critique in it. It's a very political book. Uh, okay. So though, I think like, this is
1: another byproduct of me not listening.
0: Yeah. So let's change try to change that because you're you're <laughs> so the wait, one let's, making us Let's the go podcast. over we just
1: we just talked, we just I quoted the <laughs> beginning passage. Famous passage. Huge. Think famous. Of it as a
0: convert think of it as a conversation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, just he's basically it it begins exactly like so many things. Um which is wait. For those interested in medieval literature, Pilgrim's progress begins very similarly. Um so we, get,
0: we should say this. We should say this. This book, I mean, it's as far as create this creativity influencing really concrete, like foundation stone things within our society and our culture. This book actually, as far as I understand it, wait, wait, this is where you could be so wrong though. You got def- to research. No, it, I'm pretty sure it defined our understanding of hell. And as far as like, but theology to what extent, you know, and politics within the church, um, like a visual of hell like because I know but to what extent hell, hell was hell is really just described as like fire, pain, eternal suffering and this mm. really opened the doors intellectually to help them i think to help the masses understand what what hell is like very specifically as relates to the mortal sins and stuff and sin oh, sorry um, i got a gardener
1: which, outside you might be hearing that
0: I don't hear it, but, uh, God, this is like a constant battle. <laughs> like, stay on track with you.
1: Well, I was making great progress.
0: <laughs> <You're> fucking inter- <laughs> interrupt with some stupid I was bullshit. making great
1: progress and then you derailed it by, th- I don't even know what you're talking about. No,
0: because I, I had a point that you derailed <laughs> earlier and I was trying to, I was trying to go. So this book I think has real, uh, consequences. But it's not trying to. I think because this book, and this is a main thing I think is good to say, this book is Dante, is thought to be Dante's actually dream this. Um, And that's how it feels in the beginning, as you might have felt, if you could pay attention to Thomas's nonsensical actually Something I was
1: thinking about as I was reading it is like, uh, Dante's kind of like the David Blaine of like 15th century where like, I'm sure after, or he, you know, he wrote the first part and he he finished it by the time he died. But the first part had been released and like, imagine him walking around the city, like the presence of like, you know, like, oh my God, that's the guy who went to hell. Like Dante went to hell. Like he knows what it's like. Yeah. Like, can you imagine how, like that we have that thing today with like a filmmaker or like a musician Someone who's done what something. David
0: great. Blaine has to do with that.
1: Well, because it's like the sort of like he went to hell and came back. He you know, it's down. like David Blaine. Like I, I was in ice for seven days, and I, I'm no, here I'm to pretty, tell the tale.
0: I'm pretty sure he said I, I saw, I experienced this in a dream.
1: I know, I know, but like I feel like the layman would probably just be like, "Oh shit, that's the guy who wrote that." You know, and just kind of I mean, be like, was, "He must have been. He must have been no, there." I know you're
0: Yeah, no, that's that would be freaky. Yeah, but I'm also like the language of the first canto is like such good, (laughs) such a good, such good. It's it's such a good um, example. I mean, it's the writing is so impeccable. Just as it relates to, it's sparse. We heard it earlier.
1: It's very just evocative. You know, it's sexy.
0: Yeah it's evocative in such a specifically dreamlike way. I mean, all stories are pretty much like dreams. Actually, as I'm
1: reading it, yeah, I'm like almost like gaslighting myself. I'm like, wait, like is Dante good or did I just imagine that? Well, and then I just keep reading it and you realize like, no, his ability to just like cast these little spell words that for whatever reason, it's just like a couple words will create like a, a luscious image in your mind, which is just like, it's kind of like a magic trick. It's weird.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 I can hear the lawnmower now, but it is, uh, it is how
1: Canto being surrounded by lawnmowers.
0: Like when someone, that was awful. Uh, when someone, (laughs) you know, tells you a dream, they always talk about it in that way of like, it's poetic and they don't even know it. Like they're just describing really essential things like this, this leopard came up to me and then like these two Hills like came and the sun was shining over it. I feel like like it's always
1: epitomized in, in the image of like if something in the night is coming towards someone and they just say glowing eyes.
0: Yeah. I mean, glowing eyes. I mean, that's a very deeply like primordial.
1: Yeah. Primordial.
0: You know, yeah, you know, it's a it's such an instinctually scary thing to us, um, which is cool. I mean, I guess there's a oh, lot to yeah. chew on. There's a lot to chew on. <laughs> Small bites, but big, big taste. I think we should
1: bring up a little <laughs> bit. So we were, are we? Uh, were we talking about the beginning, or were, were you derailing it again?
0: You just were dead set on starting to talk about the cantos, but I was trying to, cause yeah, go oh, ahead. Oh wait, yeah,
1: then we started talking about. um the influence or something, um, but yeah, should we talk about the beasts? I just like maybe get into the, not not you know submerge ourselves, but maybe dip into the um, the academic. There's a lot of academic infighting about the meaning of this text, and it's like really because we I, Andrew and I read the same version from Robert Hollander, and he gives you a sort of taste of the whole um cacophony of voices like fighting over the meaning of this book and it's like Mm. insane it's almost like it has its own uh 9-11 quality to it where it's like everyone's like or like room 237 where there's like all the meanings behind the shining there's that same level of like Oh no! This is what it means. And if you read on page seventy-six, he ventures to. If you connect that back, in Dante, he knew a guy named Robert, and he was significant. Like it just has that level of like insane ravenous conspiracy.
0: Well, it has like it's a. It has like a built-in like it invites interpretive, and it's sort and it's sort of the same way like that faith does in this like in theology and, like,
1: you know, religion. Well, you yeah, you know, you're meant to, people it's fighting like a, over, it's a Mad Libs poetry kind of vibe. I don't know if you go that far. But well, you just it, fill it, in it, the blank, because I think for Dante, when he's, like, everyone argues over the three beasts, what they mean, and there's, like, endless disagreement and excellent argument for opposite opinions um, about the lion, the she-wolf, and the leopard and what they symbolize. And I think it's just sort of at the end of the day, it's just like, they meant something to Dante. He didn't tell us what they meant. So fuck it, man.
0: Okay, well, the Wikipedia is saying that the...
1: the no, I, I'm reading the Wikipedia. 50. There, I read Andrew didn't read the Hollander liner notes because he's lazy. And I did. And he goes deep into...
0: Uh, yeah. I did. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> I read it a long time ago. I don't know if you know that. You told me you didn't read them. It's a quick, it's a quick read.
1: Uh, I did anyway. He goes deep into the three B's disagreement, (laughs) and the thing on the Wikipedia. This is where Wikipedia is bullshit. Is Wikipedia just says this is what they symbolize, and if in in Hollander's book he explains that that is just one interpretation of Dante, and there is vast, insane amount of disagreement on that, and Wikipedia doesn't even note that.
0: It's a fun little study. I mean, that's that's a good thing as as it relates to Wikipedia and using it as like a load uh, guiding star or like interpreting a, a book.
1: Star. I feel like you could waste your life star. trying to um, interpret Dante's Inferno. Well, it's that's all a hell fucking of its made up.
0: It's all fucking made up. And anyway, so who cares? Yeah, who fucking cares? <laughs> that's the end of the podcast. Uh, <laughs> That is the ultimate end of the podcast. We're done. It's no all more books. Made up. They're all
1: just fucking made up.
0: <laughs> Even if it's nonfiction, it is essentially made up. It's a story that we all have collectively. Yeah, history is all a story.
1: Through. It's the win. You know, there's only one who's that, uh, 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 history of a uh, history of America, people's history of America guy says he wrote the, you know, leading history book and he says history's bullshit. He says, history is just one story. Um, And he said, he's like, even my story, just one. And he's like, he has enough, you know, conscience of intuition to be like, it's probably not accurate.
0: Well, as soon as you, I I was thinking about this a lot recently. I feel like so neurotic. It's so like center of hell neuroticism. But as soon as something happens, it is a story and it, can literally only exist as a story even if you take a picture you document it with a video camera yeah
1: i feel like a great example of that is getting into disagreements in a relationship with someone and then you start recounting uh together to like figure out what went wrong and then you'll be like
0: it's rashomon it's rashomon yeah you'll
1: be be like it literally happened three minutes ago and you'll both be like remembering it differently and then you you know if you have if you're humble you just sort of give up but (laughs) um crazy that's how slippery history Uh, is folks you know yeah and
0: i mean things are only as real as far as history is it relates to their artifacts
1: and And the context of what happened depends on intention and the intention can be lied about it can be hidden from the subject themselves a lot of they don't know why they did it a
0: lot of historical sources, especially in like ancient Greece, when I was reading about Alexander the Great. Uh, there's a lot of sources that are like, we don't really trust them because they had this kind of predisposition to like this person or dislike this person. That's like a huge yeah, yeah, yeah. Like history study one-on-one thing. It's like, um, well, that's
1: a great, you know, Dante is like, he's yeah, slaying all these um, figures of his time and we believe Dante. you know, we're like, yeah, fuck that guy. He probably sucked. And it's just Dante's opinion about all these people. It's a, it's Dante's opinion about sin itself. It's Dante's opinion about morality and people's even, you know, free will in the act of well, sin. Excuse me.
0: How can we, how can we round that back into not the historical side of Dante, but the, f- the fact that it is a story and it is, Made up, right? What do you mean? As far as we know, um, in the sense of like stories as they happen, are essentially like. I mean, th- as things happen, uh, I don't know. When things happen, they instantly become a story, and they are, and this the like the truth is lost or oh, like yeah. the, true, the
1: Well, it's true just sort reality. of. I think it's uh, it's that you know, uh, Falcor classic, the never-ending story. Life is just a never-ending story.
0: It is. I mean, it's like a billion, right? <laughs> yeah, life's like a billion. Uh, well, that's how we, I mean, it's how our brains literally uh, like gestate experiences is giving mm-hmm. them in like randomized stories in our heads. Like we get it when we, when we have a dream, it is a story.
1: Yeah. Right? When we don't Half have a story, we're in a state of, uh, it's like a tailspin kind of feeling. And until you craft a story out of it, you're just a tailspin and your body really doesn't like that.
0: Yeah. So this is a story about sin and uh, what Dante is literally, the, he's literally living it. Um, and I think it's important to note too, like as far as stories go and influence, like, you know, it's good to think about the influence of religion and like, you know, this is pre-God is dead. This is a, this is a phase of history where r- religion is so real and so, oh, like, so part of, like, everyday thought, every second thought. And for someone to just come in and, like,
1: give yeah, there's this. There's no doubts. In- evolution, the Intainly theory of evolution doesn't exist. They don't even know why they're there, how they're there.
0: It- Insanely uh, Intricate and complex description of something that pretty much everyone is thinking about and afraid of and like Believe that is real And like people bought this. I mean this is, I was gonna say this is like better
1: written than the Bible oh, Wait Andrew, I got know? some bad news What? Your voice is like, it's getting like glitchy Is
0: this a prank?
1: Uh, It's coming back. I think it's your internet connection Are you serious it, it's it's okay. Yeah, your voice sounds okay now. It's just a little glitchy
0: It's just maybe I'm like Nudging the yeah, the maybe you're screen. fucking
1: the cable or something I'm Not fucking the cable It's coming All back. Right. You sound fine now. Okay, keep going
0: What was I talking about?
1: Uh, Sorry, the lawnmower is insanely loud right now <laughs> It's not that loud
0: for me. Okay, it was loud right before. outside my window, but uh, damn, that's kind of like ominous.
1: <laughs> I know he's like trying to blow me, <laughs>
0: blow you. He's trying I was, to blow I was me. Crazy. Oh, I see. I I thought it was a lawnmower. Um, no, sorry, it's a blower. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's it's very real. It's very scary. Um. Oh, it's better written. I think this is like as far like it, as far as like. Because I think whoever wrote the Bible, their sort of transcendent thought with it. And it's true for the, uh, you know, Old Testament. And it's, it's just like the whole thing, right? Is the use of like obscurity of like not concrete language of like mm-hmm. symbolism, something that can be like dot, di- like you can sink into and interpret in a billion different ways.
1: Um, Yeah. Well, it's also it's the goal of giving phrase to the ineffable, which is like it's an impossible task. So like they're just trying their best. So if you have text that is sort of ineffable, 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 then you're getting closer to describing what you're trying to describe, which is ineffable. It's sort of a paradox.
0: Well, yeah, that's that's like the thing he was saying about uh i don't know who's saying this but like poetry mm-hmm. i mean these are i po- like like the bible is basically like poetry right
1: yeah it's just a book it's like art
0: so it's just like and it's like when people talk about like poetry just kind of like you know people ask poets what does it mean uh it's like everything that i meant is in the poem and they're reaching for something, like you're saying, ineffable. I don't really know what that means, but
1: oh, it just it, means it,
0: indescribable. It's just they're just really trying, like with like their nails against like the cliff face, like trying to reach and like get to this truth, and like the words that came to them and the way that they did is like how are they're communicating that.
1: Actually, uh, they Cormac McCarthy. They don't know how to
0: do it. They don't know how to do that Shut any other way. Up. A better way. You shut the fuck up! I was Cor-
1: clearly about to be done with that. Cormac <laughs> McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy. He fuck also up. he has a theory on this, and he he works at the Santa Fe Institute, and the scientists and researchers there are kind of agree with his theory. They say he says, you know, the human animal uh, we know is like two million years old, and language is only like a hundred thousand years old, so the body. Um, is not built to use language so like the unconscious self is sort of weary of language so that's why the body sends us messages in like symbols and images and stuff because it doesn't know language it doesn't like trust language as a way to communicate effective things for the self so mm-hmm. it's not going to use those things so that's why at the end of the day there's no words to describe what our body is, is giving to us because our body doesn't talk in language okay um we should
0: move on yeah so <laughs> canto two <laughs> okay um <laughs> canto two on the evening of Good Friday, Dante <laughs> hesitates as he falls. We don't want to do this. We don't want to go through the whole thing.
1: I know we shouldn't. It's too much. Let's
0: just the vestibule of hell goes through the gates of hell. Abandon all hope, ye who enter.
1: Hey, here, wait. Let's read. Let's read the gates of hell. That's fun. <laughs> no, so no. This is no. what it says on the gates of hell.
0: Abandon all hope, ye who no, enter. No, let here. me read it. All right, This is this is I can't me the way among the lost. Justice
1: moved my maker on high, divine power made me, wisdom supreme, and primal love. Before me, nothing was but things eternal, and eternal I endure. <laughs>
0: Okay. That was almost uh completely unintelligible with the lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. You could hear the lawnmower. Or the blower. Sorry. The it blower. just sounds like someone's slowly like they're like a hundred yards away from you with a chainsaw, like about <laughs> to like. That's kind of
1: cool though. It like sets the, the scene. Well
0: it adds to the scene, yeah. I mean I'm gonna add a lot of shit. Add chainsaws to just disguise like it. High reverb
1: fire burning and like <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so what's so, the first what when we get into, well, actually that's an interesting, I wrote this, wait, I should bring up my notes. Oh, my I forgot God. to bring up my notes. I have an interesting thing I thought about when he was passing the gate of hell
0: coffee. You gotta stop drinking coffee. Yeah, I'm high. Um, right.
1: after, oh, wait, sorry, that's a little bit deeper. Um, sorry, that's after the iron wall. So,
0: okay. Well, I don't think we need to do the whole scan, right?
1: Um, Oh, this is interesting. I wrote this down. I don't know what this means, but I said the punishment in hell or heaven is that you have for eternity what you thought you wanted on earth.
0: Yeah, well, that's, that's, that's cool. Um, But let's talk about, I mean, this is the first circle is the most interesting circle to me because it's not, it's not purgatory. And I, I I understood purgatory to like it. Is this is called limbo, but it's not purgatory, right?
1: Yeah, it's not.
0: So this is after Dante has crossed the Archeron, which is the river. <laughs>
1: just reading Wikipedia.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. And no, I mean, so this is an area for. I'll just do this from memory, not Wikipedia. Damn them. Yeah, close uh, the tab, bitch. <laughs> I'm looking at my bag of oats because good, I'm trying to eat healthier. Good recent health scare. Uh, This is going to solve everything. It's going to solve everything. Uh, It's Limbo is, there's not like, there's a lot of people there, as I remember, right? There's a lot of people in Limbo. It's like the most populated place in hell. And this is sort of like a self-help thing, which I feel like we always kind of like lean into a little bit, but maybe that's what all books are. Well, life is self-help.
1: It's just your your consciousness trying to help yourself.
0: Well, books are that's basically life. Bitch. Most, most books are really just spiritual guides. Aren't well, they? yeah. Are religion they
1: is self-help. I think that's why we run into this a lot is art is a, is religion. And then religion is self-help.
0: Heaven is within you. Um, so there's a lot of people that are uh, moaning. There's not like pain. And these people are just sort of like wandering up and they they want to go somewhere. They, they're they not going to heaven because God doesn't want them and the devil doesn't want them either. So he pushes them to their his outskirts basically because he doesn't even like want to fucking torture them.
1: Well, that's because are, are, this is an important part are, that I think you missed because I remember you telling me about this part is limbo is not uh, it's not for people who like were like didn't have Sin. any passions or anything. It, they, they um. it's simply because they didn't, they didn't commit any major sins like murder or any of the things we'll talk about later, but they simply just did not believe in God. They didn't have faith in God is why they're in limbo. Well, I mean, if you want row- to, he, he states that pretty, he says that pretty
0: literally. Okay. Well, if you want to look at it, a, like a, uh, atheistically, like heaven being um within you and accessible i took this as these are people that did nothing with their lives
1: yeah yeah this is where is, i think you went wrong. which is
0: which is the most common <laughs> sin i think the unlived meaningless life as bob dylan would say i knew you I'm were sure. thinking
1: i think you were listening to bob dylan and reading this in too close a proximity where you connected these these disconnected well, things i
0: mean if we're gonna cue the music okay uh this book is i think rough and rowdy ways is an epic poem and people are surmising that um we're gonna also i'm gonna create an epic poem drop when i think someone's the epic poem but uh that book to me is like a surrealistic in the way that like blonde on blonde is surrealistic and some almost like nonsensical which is also thought okay so Lana Blonde is 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 like uh a, a hipster like 60s hipster odyssey and um Rough and Rowdy Ways is like an old man's Dante's Inferno. Yeah, um, I agree with that. And J- Jimmy Reed has a lot of qual I mean there's hellish there's a hellish feeling around it. There's a hellish feeling about the cover which sucks what I mean the letters suck. But this feeling like this guy these these like ghosts sort of like the way that the the camera doesn't is like, these people are moving, they look ghostly. And then obviously like the main image of that guy, like staring down into this, like, I mean, I don't know if he's staring into hell or like heaven, but he's like, lo- he's bass in that light of that jukebox. Right. Um, There feels
1: like a, and it's a quote by Jimmy Rogers, months. right? Rough, rough and ready ways. It's a song. I mean, it's
0: isn't? a song. It's a song by him. I can't give up my good and rough and rowdy ways.
1: I think of just, uh, the Wailing Jennings Wailings blues where he says, Around the corner come a passenger train. I heard somebody well, yodel in a hobo moan. If you're gonna
0: if I'm gonna go on one more thing with Jimmy's, that. is Jimmy's like, been dead, he's been a long time gone. All 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 of his work as far mainly like I mean, I think most of his life and work is... oov like is dedicated to uncovering like as it relates to music and like blues and folk music, that it is essentially our American odyssey, like our American epic, but yeah. it's told it's told through like
1: thousands of individuals, but we use the Which same, is the same as the Bible. The Bible is written by so many people. And if it's you collect like all these American five. songs, you're creating a new American Bible.
0: Yeah. So, um, yeah, but that's that's what I think he's and like that's separate from rough and rowdy ways. Like that's his that's his thing. That's his epic poem, his sort of thing and he's part of this I mean obviously I think he is sort of the torchbearer because I don't think anyone even cares as much and understands it as much as he does. Hmm. But uh yeah, like everything is part of this this story um of America. But
1: a tapestry and know, of song.
0: and i think i don't know like this book is kind of it it is universal but it might just relate to like the story of italy at that time which is like i mean clearly apparent as there are a bunch of contemporaneous like historical figures well, that's great to i mean great segue
1: up. we should just start talking about uh the political crisis that was happening in italy at the time which i don't know if you you Know much about it? I don't know this, so yeah. Uh, I don't know much, but it was basically a changing of power. There was a there's the black and the white party, it was like Black me or something, I like forget, but it's just black something white something party. Um, Dante's part of the white party. Dante was like very politically involved, I think he was like friends with um family members who were in government, but as the black. Party or the white party, I forget which, but the black party takes power. They exiled Dante from the city. And he and he was like living somewhere in squalor. And that's when he wrote, Dante, started writing Dante's Inferno is after he was banished. And so this is basically, you can see it as like a uh, sort of angsty, um y like, uh, you know, this is almost like him this is his Spite, mind conf. Uh,
0: you can just say spiteful. I this guess, is his so mind so conf. In, Incel relates to like sexual. No, that's shit. the
1: perfect allegory. This is his mind conf. Just spiteful. This is him sitting in exile, being like, those fucking assholes who banished me. Because as you'll see, or as Robert Hollander points out, is like, there is so many people from the Black Party uh, mentioned uh, by name in this book. And so he's well, like.
0: Funny it's funnier to think if it's like he dreamed this and then that was all sort of like instinctual and he didn't have to think <laughs> about it. And then he it like was an went He started adding people that he hated into his like, you <laughs> yeah. know what? You know what? I'm going to put like Chester. And fuck Jeremy Robert Benning. too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, fuck that guy.
1: <laughs> so that is like the sort of like deconstruction of this is like, it's, it's really angsty and it's just sort of like, there's a lot of spite and revenge in this it's just sort of dante being very very pissed off and he's writing a sort of fantasy of this religion thing that he believes is completely real and he's uh just like yeah creating this little fantasy world where his enemies are being tortured
0: i mean i think that's part of it i don't think that's consumption I that, think that's, I think that's what,
1: how uh, there's a obviously a, an unconscious deeper level to it but like I think for Dante his conscious yeah. relationship with it was very revenge like oh yeah
0: well I I do I know I was joking but I do think he probably like edited it like conspired about like this spite you know you have this beautiful painting and he's like you know I'm gonna add a little bit because like yeah you know it a little bit like you said, like you said, it was like very deeply unconscious, but like he was so divinely inspired. But like his humanity really got in the way. Like his, which luckily for
1: Dante, honestly, like I think we all forget about uh, the literalness of it. And like the only thing that survives is just the vivid image of the cyclone of hell and the shape of it and the torture mechanisms, which is yeah, I think the best parts. Yeah.
0: Well, it's fun and it's creative.
1: Yeah, someone said uh I forget there's like a famous uh poet who's who said like uh uh I forget the quote, but it's just like it's the only the only the only entertaining part of the Divine Comedy is Inferno, like the the evil parts are the most fun or something.
0: Yeah, it's a horror show, right? It's a and scary then after, movie. Apparently
1: it's kind of boring the other two parts, like they're a little like yeah, I got to wait. I actually, gotta, this is a Brooks Brothers first. I got to pee mid-pop.
0: Yeah, I got to pee, too. I pee too. Oh, okay, right, let's I was just take a that. break. All right, don't. Are you going to stop the recording? No, no, I'm
1: going to keep it going. Okay.
0: All right, uh, go. go. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Um, <sighs> this is solo Andy. Um, okay. Not
1: anymore, bitch.
0: Alright, so what are you saying? Uh oh, I forget. Damn, our, like, our like piss cycles are like completely aligned. I, I was, was literally ins- about to be like,
1: I That's was literally insane. about
0: to be like, wait, I gotta pee. <laughs> <laughs> like right before you said that. That's crazy.
1: Um, so, oh, so I guess we were at limbo. Let's let's move on. Let's go to Lust, the second circle. Oh, which is interesting. I already, uh, thought, of, I already thought of something to say. Robert Hollander says in his research of Dante's sort of biography diaries and shit um well the lust is the juiciest the biggest most expanded
0: he said the juiciest
1: i was just it's just weird that i made the lust the analogy the the image for lust was just like a big gaping butthole or something
0: (laughs) wait did hollander say that is what? it juicy?
1: No, he didn't say that. That's-
0: okay, I was like, he's like extremely horny writing the like <laughs> word. No, he was horny me. the whole time he wrote the book.
1: Uh, I'm, I'm fucking. Wait, uh, <laughs> uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, that um, so Ow. lust. What is what are the sort of mechanisms of lust? Well, King Minus, I believe, is the the overseer in Minus. Minus is the king who um, makes the labyrinth uh, for um, his wife's lover. There's like a, someone cheats on his, someone sleeps with his wife and then he creates a labyrinth and hides hides him at the center of it. It's like a minotaur. And, uh, and I think Zeus sends Minus down to like, uh, be the overseer of the underworld in Greek mythology. Um, so that's mm. where Dante puts him also guarding the the city of lust in, in hell. Um, the well, Minotaur? No, King Minus, Who's just so like a big guy. Um, what was I going to so say? Serpentine. Oh, oh, okay. So lust, I can't remember any of the mechanisms of the city, but um, apparently for Dante, lust was his, personal biggest vice according to Robert Hollander. So I don't know why I'm mentioning that, but it's interesting that Dante was, I guess, a horny guy.
0: Well, it was the most, um, personal, like vision probably for him. Yeah. It certainly be, is for me. The the one I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Dante. I'm, I'm like Dante.
1: I'm the horniest guy around. Um, I'm like Dante. An interesting one that I thought was, uh, uh, like a person that I was most interesting in this uh, part was uh, Samarius, who was a queen of Assyria. She uh, she legalized incest in order to fuck her own son. What does that have to do? What, what? She's in she's in the second circle. Oh OK, um, but just yeah, that's that's the level of depravity we're dealing with here. Um, yeah I
0: mean I'm seeing I'm seeing it here on Wikipedia um it's like just coming in uh yeah, this is not that bad because it's just like a uh dereliction of um not the most important thing which is our reason right I, I mean it, every sin is sort of like uh you know defacement or whatever of reason a rebuke of reason but this is sort of in a way that's like you know, sex is obviously sort of, uh, necessary for the church, but, um,
1: well, yeah, all the, all the circles of hell, all the circles of hell before we reach the, the, um, disc, the iron wall, all the circles of hell before that point are sort of like desire or appetite based sins. They're not, they're not committed in malice. They're not committed with will. They're just sort of like your body's uh basic temptations uh yeah so the, yeah he puts those earlier on and so earlier on or i guess for dante less sinful you get and more I sinful. think
0: the, the main the ones behind the do- uh not the dome the wall i don't know what it is Dis. uh they have to do with killing really right <laughs> or yeah anything with
1: malice anything with sort of intent yeah killing yourself killing others right yeah okay Suicide. Uh, All right. Let's get to gluttony. Whoa.
0: (laughs) We can't really. We've been going for a while. Like we got to kind of. Oh, wait,
1: you're right. Yeah. We got to speed through this. Um, So, uh, yeah, this is where the Cerberus is. It's like a three headed beast. And he uh, he's just sort of like lashing and like, oh, yeah, he's he's lashing out and he's cutting these people with his claws and then as he's, they're sitting there being clawed up by Cerberus, uh, the wounds are healing like Wolverine style.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so they're just continually being quartered and slashed up for the rest of their lives, which I guess is like um, in terms of gluttony, they they were eating things so much. So the Cerberus is just sort of eating and digesting and tearing them apart forever.
0: Okay. Um, and I I've seen this too. It's cool. Uh, he says Il Gran Vermo, which... You know, Cerberus is how it's translated, but it actually literally means great worm.
1: So it's not the dog. And that's not actually
0: a dog for him. Which it is in Greek.
1: Oh, that's weird. So Cerberus for Dante is a worm. Yeah. But I thought no, that he describes like claws.
0: You can be a worm and have claws.
1: Interesting. Okay. Well, I guess that's cool because a worm is just one big stomach, like a worm, like a snake doesn't really have much purpose other than being in the stomach. He might've,
0: he might've just, I mean, this is how I think translators chose to, they chose Cerberus because it's like a three headed thing, but he might've just said Vermo because it rhymed or it had like the right. And that's like, a thing we should have talked about is like yeah. we can is the fact that this is a translation of a poem and of it, Italian. And it's like, that's so constricting, you know? Especially with, especially with Pentanameter t- pen or whatever it is. Um, like yeah. every line, every, it's good to know. And you should have noted, obviously like every line in this book rhymes in Italian. I don't think the one <laughs> that reread rhymes. Really. No, it
1: doesn't. Which is like, I felt, I felt personally like, uh, like a sort of like, I felt like I was in limbo and I could see the gates of heaven where I was, I'm reading the English. And then in this edition, you see the Italian to the left, and you're yeah, like, vermo,
0: vermo, and you're vermo. looking over
1: there and you're like, oh my God, look at that shit rhyming. It must feel so good <laughs> to read <laughs> well, that it in does, Italian.
0: It creates a, I mean, I think the like pantanometer or whatever, whatever is it, what is that called? Uh, the meter. The meter. The me, The meter creates a subconscious trance and like the, the rhyming also does that, but more consciously, obviously. Um, so I think they maintain that. And then I think that's what their main thing was to do is that is that obviously it's a dreamlike thing they want to keep it really unconscious, and it's just super hard to like maintain meaning, original meaning, and like, yeah. uh, you know, tell the story or, to, or, or you know like maintain the meter and rhyme and stuff. Um, yeah, let's. So, what is this one about? Gluttony. We can.
1: Gluttony. Yeah, just just being too much of a hog. Yeah, being a hog. That's it. <laughs>
0: Um. Yeah. So the uh, this whole time they're they're traveling uh through hell. I mean, you they describe walking through these places and shit. I just want to say that. But uh, seven canto <laughs> seven fourth circle greed. Let's talk
1: uh, about that greed. Um. Yeah. I guess this is for Dante, like for the political aspect. Probably the most uh. I mean, it's pretty deep. You know, it's past uh, lust and gluttony. Um, so, greed is probably what politically with the the. I think I just saw it on the. What is the name of that shit? The Gelfs, the Black Gelfs, was probably a leading influence in what you know tore the city of Italy apart.
0: The Gelfs, <laughs> the grandma's. I'd like to fuck.
1: If <laughs> they're called like Gelfs, I don't know how to pronounce it, but okay. But yeah, greed. Um, uh, yeah, people are just people are. <laughs> well, that, well, so
0: just describe the uh, describe the environment, and then describe how they're being tortured.
1: Uh, I can't. I can't remember how they're being tortured. <laughs> they're all so similar. Okay. There's not like uh, as we get deeper. I think the ones that I remember will crop up, but like a lot of the floors of hell, they're pretty similar. And this is, you know. Okay.
0: So I see it here on Wikipedia, um, which I'll stop mentioning. Uh, They are uh, basically being weighted down, enormous weights and with mad hells uh, Ah, are being rolled on. So why did you waste? Why did you hoard? So it's like spending and uh, saving, uh, which is like kind of like a main One of like the main sort of sins I feel like of or like tenets of Christianity is like rich men. Like that's like the most satanic thing to be when you die.
1: Oh, is rich. Yeah, because I mean, if you think of Jesus, which is Dante's like guiding guiding star um, is, is not a man who would like keep money at all. So. Yeah. No there, you go. there you go, Dante. Got your Imagine Jesus thing in there. The okay,
0: uh, fifth circle, wrath. Wrath. Right all right, so this is in they're crossing the River Styx, which is another hell
1: river. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what's, going, what's going on there? Uh, I think this is where um, <laughs> they're just sort of passing by on a boat. They're passing... People boiling in, 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 in you know,
0: or they're boiling in slime.
1: <laughs> well, I think they're like reaching, they're trying to get on the boat, and Dante's like kicking them with his feet. Yeah, fuck you. Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Uh, we talked about of- the fact that Virgil, um, Virgil to some interpreters, is the voice of reason. In no. terms of an allegory, I mean, yeah,
0: I'll say this I don't, I never, it never really occurred to me like what I mean. I think there's some personal relation with Dante and Virgil as it relates to being an epic poet. Um, like this is my hero, uh, this is my Woody Guthrie, uh, guiding me into and helping me understand these things, um, yeah you know, it's a, it's a parasocial thing, obviously. Which makes um, sense. Cause uh, it's
1: like of, in terms of Dante's conscious life, I bet, I guess he's saying Virgil was his, his guiding teacher in teaching him how to think. And in terms of yeah. like Christianity, you have to be very conscious of your sin. So like Dante's Inferno is Dante guided by his reason coming to a realization of each of these sinful aspects of his life that he is now like going to change and ascend. And I,
0: you know, I think Virgil says he's been through, obviously he knows what's coming or he's been through it before. Right.
1: Well, yeah, we didn't bring that up. So Beatrice, uh, who's guided by the Virgin Mary or something like that tells Virgil to like guide Dante through, um, the, yeah, but I
0: think he's, he's been there before. He's been through it before. I don't know why. Well,
1: I yeah, I think why. Dante, that's something Dante just kind of, because he puts all the other pagans in limbo, and Virgil was a pagan, and he just kind of, this Virgil is like is a pagan? the human part of Dante, where he just sort of like absolves Virgil, because he's like, oh, I love his poetry. I'll, I, I'm going to give him a pass. Um. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I mean, all the classical Greek gods are in this story. Oh, which
1: is interesting. I forgot to mention this. Dante does this insanely hubris thing when he's writing this poem. Because in the, we didn't mention it, but in the uh, earlier part, I think in Limbo, uh, he like literally names himself in line with uh, all the great poets like Virgil, Homer. Yeah, that's um, he meets
0: he meets them in I think limbo.
1: Yeah, he meets them in limbo like and then he literally Dr. names Zachary. himself one of the great poets. And at this time Dante had not written a single thing. Dante's Inferno is nearly the first published kind of thing he's ever written. And before it's even like begun, he's just started it. He names himself in line with all the great human poets of all time. And he was kind of right, which is like insane, insane. Like he could be that prideful. And then it's infuriating that he was right. Okay. So fucking nailed it.
0: What? We just need to move faster. (laughs) Well, no, uh, it's just, let's make this long. Okay. Well, what, what is, what is the wrath mean? I don't
1: understand. Like wrath. Oh, I guess, you know, just sort of, uh, Well, I guess, yeah. What does he mean specifically? (laughs) Because how does that relate to violence? I guess wrath might be um, uh, sort of like a Hitler-esque thing where you don't murder anyone personally, but like you uh, tell people to do bad things. Is that accurate? Is it it
0: anger? I don't.
1: Yeah, maybe perhaps it's just anger, like showing uh, ill temper towards others. Let's just
0: Google wrath,
1: <laughs> extreme anger. Yeah, wrath is just extreme anger. So yeah, I guess he's just saying anyone who is anyone who is ever mad at Dante, and you know Dante being mad at others. He's self-critical,
0: savage self frustration. Okay. Uh heresy. So they enter So this
1: is they enter dis, which is uh die any anything committed after the walls of dis um I think which is hinted at which is like what what is written on it or what Virgil says, this is all malice after this point.
0: I think it's pronounced
1: diet. Oh uh, okay. yeah, and the walls of dis are guarded by fallen angels, which is cool.
0: Uh, yeah there's also high towers yeah i love
1: the the like structure he gives to hell it's like very um structured there <laughs> there's like there's like you know wow. there's a hierarchy there's like an order to hell well what do you think i mean it's just like
0: there are in this place he uh encounters the furies and medusa um and then an angel comes from heaven <laughs> It <laughs> secures entry for the poets opening the gate by touching it with a wand and rebukes those who oppose Dante. I forget. Uh, uh,
1: yeah.
0: So let's, let's do a sound effect for the opening of the gates. All right. Uh, I don't, I don't want to mention sound effects again. Uh, all right. Heresy. Uh, heresy. It's like violence against God.
1: Yeah. Not following not following the law of the law, the voice of God. (laughs) Okay. uh,
0: So they're, they're trapped in flaming tombs. Um,
1: Yeah. yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is the sort of big criticism, I guess of it is like the only thing to talk about are like really pedantic historical references that, ultimately are just sort of examples of this behavior and it's not honestly that interesting for me
0: yeah i don't know maybe we don't even need to like that's where i just sort of i
1: love the poetry of this poem and then the historical stuff is like there's a few stories i think i wrote them down uh that are like interesting okay so But that's about it let's just get
0: let's just not do that um 7th circle that's violence.
1: Uh this is interesting. So. Yeah, there's like a there's there's a few rings to this and Dante puts um harming yourself as worse than harming your neighbor. Which is interesting. Okay. So, so he puts suicide as a as a worser crime than murdering someone else. But yeah, this yeah, is Yeah, I
0: mean, uh, you can make You can make sense of that as far as it being like her, her, heresy.
1: And then even worse Um, than that, he says violence against God, which is just blasphemy, I guess.
0: So that was the first one is, is neighbors. um, And that's where people are in a boiling uh, river of blood and fire.
1: Oh yeah. I I mean, obviously the
0: violence, the violence against the sinners really ratchets up at this point. Um, And people are like constant, like, wow uh kind of crazy um pain right uh horror and i i the only part of like besides the first ring um and the center of hell this one with the suicide is the only one i really remember yeah this uh, is memorable and and people so p- people who attempted suicide or died by suicide are like f- I don't know if they're frozen or they're transformed into trees and they speak through the bleeding trunks,
1: right? Yeah, there's a I sent in the chat, there's like an image of that.
0: Oh, okay. Um Yeah, so obviously you can kind of garner. I don't know if this is really useful. Like people can just kind of look this shit
1: up, right? Uh what? The the rings?
0: Well, I don't know. Like we have to, we're just describing the book, you know. Like,
1: yeah, we're just reading. Maybe, yeah. yeah, Let's just talk about things we. So the the interesting, like, note for this one for me was uh, uh, in the third ring of hell. He references Sodom to mean uh, sodomy. So uh, Dante is very anti-gay. We find out. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess, which I guess he's just following the lead of the Bible on that one, but. He very specifically, sort of calls out uh, sodomy as uh, something you go to hell for.
0: Sodomites, the violent against. Nature. And I wrote this right.
1: down. So the centaurs are patrolling the river of blood. Um, so, and I wrote this down. This is probably quoting Hollander. It says uh, Some early commenters saw in them a portrait of the bands of mercenary cavalrymen who were such an important feature of the horrendous wars of Dante's divided Italy uh as dante presents them they are seen as replicating their cruel habits as hunters in the world above the original centaurs half men and half horse in greek myths that came to dante through various latin poems uh were the sons of ixium and a cloud made to resemble juno where ixium desired to ravish when jupiter allowed him to enter olympus his sperm falling to earth created 100 centaurs uh their career on earth involved attempted rape at the wedding feast of Pythagoras and Hippomdia, where it's necessary for Hercules to intercede in order to disperse them. The centaurs represent the particular sin of violence to others, turned to God's use in punishing those mortals who also sinned in this way. So yeah, they're like cursed to punish these people. And an, an interesting centaur uh, thing like rabbit hole, I went down is the Ness- Nessus who's like the centaur that engages with Dante Um. Mm-hmm. He tried to rape Hercules' wife, but he was shot with a bow by Hercules. Uh, and then as he's dying, he dipped his tunic in the poisonous blood, in his poisonous blood, and he gives it to Hercules' wife Wife and tells her that... Uh, and, and he lies to her and he says, whoever, whoever puts this on will be enamored with you. And then so later, like in Greek myth... Uh, Hercules uh falls in love with another woman and his wife gets really jealous and so she gives Hercules the tunic and and then it forces him to commit suicide um due to the pain that it puts him in so Hercules mm. kills himself at the end of the myth mm. I was but yeah. thinking but why
0: why uh I feel like I have bed bugs oh why um Why are all statues across the Mediterranean, like, they're all of a uniform look, you know? This is a total side note. What do you mean? Everyone was on the same page as to, like, what a person's face was to look like. I don't know if everyone just went to the same school or something. But, like, the classical look, the classical nose bridge, like, the way the lips look, the eyes are, like, they're all the same.
1: In the sense of across. like Socrates was like kind of an ugly guy. He didn't look like that. Like there was people who didn't look like that around. Why wouldn't they Yeah,
0: no, like most classical sculpture is is idealistic, right? But like and you're saying why, like where did
1: that ideal come from?
0: Across well, no, like across hundreds of miles of the Mediterranean, thousands, I don't know. Like everyone had was on the same page about that.
1: Yeah, everyone yeah. everyone was horned horned up by the same Person, well, no. I, guess, I mean, I'm their sure
0: they—they they were on the same page. I'm just saying, like, how was that so, right?
1: Well, that's what I'm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying is like these people are. They—they're they're not actually. Maybe they're we, They were in more communication than we think.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much like the reasonable answer.
1: But, um, um, and then the other answer is like perhaps they were just all all those paint you know sculptors were turned on by the same person in their town who no, looked like that. That's, that's not true. They're
0: horned up. No, 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 no. Maybe they were on the pots. I don't know, but uh, that's not important. We gotta get through this. Uh, uh, so yeah,
1: that's violence. And then the next ring is, uh, or sorry, so you know what? We made me, you violence. know what made me, think,
0: you yeah. know what made me think of that is you're talking about Hercules, and I was thinking about like, why are these myths like important or thought about? It's like in the sense of uh, experiences and plots that we all experienced as it relates to, like, love and our emotions and violence or uh, misadventure, Uh, the myths are for the Greek world and pretty much for the birth of Western civilization as we know it. Like, the collect... I mean, this is just Campbell. It's just, like, a collected, uh, uh, like transmutation of how we all feel and like experience
1: life uh sorry (laughs) all
0: right so let's go to let's go to fraud let's go to fraud
1: uh yeah so fraud is just again you got it you know it's just people who committed fraud and he goes through like various types of fraud so like anyone who is doing anything uh that would be heresy against like Orthodox Church stuff, so like shamans or sorcerers, or politicians who are just leading public uh, people astray, or you know people who are uh, like a stripper or someone like that, uh, hypocrites, stuff like that. Um, I'm I don't have much to say until the ninth pit of hell. hell. Do you have anything, anything important things to note about this fraud?
0: Uh, no. Sorry, I just got to. I got distracted by like
1: bed bug fucking search. Yeah. Um. The Heath hell is a large funnel of stone shaped like an amphitheater.
0: Panderers um. and seducers, flatterers. Um. Uh, are steeped in shit. Oh yeah, So
1: this part of hell reminds me of that pit that, um, Bruce Wayne is stuck in and he has to like climb his way out. I sort of saw that as him like exiting Dante's Inferno. Sure. And it's definitely a travel through. It's shaped exactly like that. Um, but yeah, so this is where Bruce Um, Wayne escapes. This is that part of,
0: what is this sim simoniacs? Selling church offices. Oh, so this is super theological.
1: Yeah, it just sort of it's very specific and it's very pedantic. And I don't know if it's that interesting.
0: Yeah. Sorcerers, fortune tellers. I mean, it's just this stuff is obviously stuff we are not remembering, so we probably not worth noting because um, we can't talk about it. Yeah, let's you know?
1: skip to the nine, because I have a couple notes that I wrote down on nine. And I love how he opens nine. It's very like to me, it was like very reminiscent of um
0: hypocrites thieves bawling. it reminds
1: me of uh the iliad a lot where they would um they would go on these very long you like didn't you didn't know what the author was doing yet and they would just go on these very long um tales or various representations of something and he goes on like a huge long uh allegory of wars and like all the all the deaths and all the, these various like disgusting things that happened in these wars. And he basically says that all the pierced limbs, uh, cut off limbs and all the wounded troops from all the Apula wars, uh, don't even scratch the surface of the filth contained in this, uh, floor of hell, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really cool. It was like super vivid. It reminded me of like, uh, standing on a water, catching your joke. Uh, Joker, Joker Man. What is what is this treachery? Are you talking about treachery? Uh, yeah, ninth circle.
0: So this is the final circle, right? This is
1: the final circle.
0: Okay, so this is the one I remember, right? And it's a frozen lake, and I feel like people don't really. This is the one I talked about when I would tell people about the book. Is like I I don't feel like it's popularly thought of, you know, as everyone knows the center of hell is a frozen lake. You know, it's called Cocytus. Um, and Satan is basically trapped in ice up to his waist, his knees. And like Judas Iscariot, I, th- I believe Brutus and Cassius are basically hung, hanging from the ceiling uh, with like their insides out. And uh, Satan is like ripping them out like for eternity. All yeah.
1: Right? And I think Cain of Cain and Abel is there. Uh, this is very Trent. Dylan. So this is where Dylan comes into it is like, like Desolation Row is, is, is basically Dylan's Dante's Inferno. Like it's so similar where you just, you take people from life or stories and then yeah, you write a poem about a, a similar mood that all these characters are suffering from or in Um, that part reminded this, this part of hell is when I, I think it sort of clicked in for me how similar. Uh,
0: I mean, it's, As far as like taking all these characters from it's there's definitely like a Moby Dick thing going on, which is probably from this, but like just jamming all of these characters from culture together, which is such a Dylan thing. Yeah. I'm pretty, I mean, he's probably got it from this, or I think he did by some, by some, you know, eighth degree of influence.
1: Right. Yeah. Um, I read something about, um, apparently. This is what I wrote. I'll just read it. Muhammad is in the ninth pit of hell. His body is clapped uh from chin to asshole, which is like cut open. Uh Ooh. And then I, and then I wrote in parentheses where men shit. I don't know why I did that. And then I said, comma, with his entrails spilling out. When he first sees Dante, he pulls his chest apart and cries. Then he recounts how they are all hacked apart by a demon and then make the rounds. Oh yeah. And then once they've returned back to the demon, Wolverine style, again, they're healed And then they're ready to be hacked again. And I said, uh, Muhammad uh, appears here in two parts because Dante believed Islam was sort of a bastard child of Christianity, not similar enough, not different enough. Mm -hmm. So yeah, again, he's just like, uh, he's, you know, saying people who don't, who aren't Christian are bad. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, pretty, pretty vivid, vivid image. That's probably the most memorable for me was Muhammad. Like, splayed in two and just being like blah because when you see those big names i don't know you start paying attention when you see a name you really recognize Mm -hmm. as a character which Uh, i guess is probably awesome if you for the people who when he wrote this because they are probably very much aware of every character he's talking about because like he could like if this was written today you could say like ronald reagan and like george bush like it would be so easy to Transplant the characters' character personalities, and so you could vividly Mm -hmm. identify with the suffering. Whereas I think now that it's historically you know bygone, it's hard to, it's hard to get excited.
0: Mm -hmm. And I feel like I was thinking, you know, as far as having modern characters and like maybe a future text, it's just like they're so known about and like everything about them, they reveal themselves in every single way, pretty much. Um, It's just, you can't really talk about them. Like you could talk about Julius Caesar because they're so, they're so uh, like, you can laugh about them, you know, there's nothing mystical about it. And I think that's what Dylan is trying to do as far as him being private. uh, It's just kind of, maintain that sort of notoriety or like platinum kind of grade that all these people have.
1: Yeah. I always wonder if that, yeah, is that intentional and like a Thomas Pynchon is Thomas Pynchon has that sort of mysterious status? Like, like, or,
0: uh, yeah. I mean, you could think of it as simply as like, uh, a way to sell books. Like, or a way to sell albums is, you know, obviously he's very aware of Prince
1: was hyper aware of that. Anyone
0: who has mystique. Yeah. They're, they're aware of it and they're capitalizing on it literally. Um, But yeah, so yeah. So the way they get out, they get out pretty shortly after. And that's another part of the book that I liked that I enjoyed was uh, he's basically led in through a dark um, cave by Virgil and he doesn't really know, and uh, this is essentially the center of Earth, right? Uh, he doesn't know where to go, but he's climbing upwards, and then he starts to hear uh, a stream. Uh, he can't see anything, which I feel like is 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 important or like profound or something. He has to follow the sound of like a small running water stream, and then he ascends back into. I don't know if he goes to the real world
1: or he. goes Oh wait, oh, I'm sorry. Are we leaving? Right. Are we leaving the frozen lake? Yeah, that's the end. I have one more interesting thing I wrote down that was cool. The souls trapped, they're like trapped in the frozen lake. They're, uh, uh, they're crying and then the tears freeze, which causes their f- faces to be like stuck together because they're like touching each other. And so they're oh, like wow. eternally stuck together, crying because of how horrible it is. And then that crying then freezes, making the situation worse because they can't. They're like prying apart the ice, but then crying, which freezes and sticks them together again. Um oh, wow, okay. I didn't I didn't hear that one on the first one. Uh
0: yeah, so they get out of hell uh beneath the sky of studded with star. Studded with stars. Which I thought I, I really liked the ending. Um I thought it was really nice.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty ending. And I love the how Satan's like huge. And, and like has three faces, it felt very much like a video game finale. Like, like um, what's that game where final he, boss final boss and like you Dante's kind of like crawling all over him. And it's like, it's very video game final boss. Um, well,
0: it, I don't, I, I was, it's made me think you don't really expect uh, what his description to be what it is. Like, it's so, it's just not, it's again, you know, this is such a popular book, obviously, but, um, I feel like he's never really, this never spoken about his specific, like, rendering in this book, which is really bizarre. Um... Yeah. So that's it. That's Dante's Inferno. Well,
1: there's one thing, one thing I wanted to mention, which is interesting.
0: I just, I just remember we have to rate this book.
1: I know we got a lot to do, but I
0: want I, I I to, we, we got to do the Bible now or at some point,
1: <laughs> oh, I don't know. Bible. I found out there's a, there's already a podcast where they uh, like chumily talk about the Bible and they, they literally go through it like chapter by chapter.
0: Well, we can do it in one thing. I so. know,
1: but it, I just, it feels like too same, but I was I was concurrently reading something that was had like an interesting insight into Satan, at, just at the same similar time frame, and it's a it's a Persian myth about Satan, um, which uh, it it says Satan Satan was God's most loyal lover. Like Satan loved God the most of all the angels, and so mm-hmm. when God, uh, in theology, creates man. Uh, and says to the angels, like you must serve serve these people and like you know, uh, uh, you know, love them. Uh, Lucifer refuses and says, uh, you know, like, what? Why are we? Why are we worshiping men? Why are we serving and loving man when God is our is the only thing we should be, you know, loving and worshiping? So, uh, God casts Lucifer to hell. Um and so now so Lucifer he's, he's anti-human and his so now his ultimate uh suffering is to be apart from his the one thing he loves god now he's forever uh separated apart, separated so i liked um how that that persian myth has a very like dante's flavor to it where it's like the thing you did um Uh, the thing you wanted, you now forever uh, are sort of tempted and tortured by not having forever, like you exist forever now as opposed to dying, Mm -hmm. Um, which I just, I like that. I never really heard that um, interpretation of Satan before, but it's a cool one.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's definitely an interpretation because uh, I don't know how people could see that and then sort of like the like tenets of Satanism are like basically humanist, you know?
1: Yeah, I think Satanists are kind of they're like kind of stupid. I they kind of
0: not they're not really reading a lot on it before they decide to do that.
1: <laughs> it's more like a uh, yeah fashion accessory than a religion.
0: Sexy thing to do it's,
1: <laughs> it's like sexy. sexy. It's so sexy. Something
0: sexy to do. It's
1: more contrary they're just more contrarian of like um evangelicals than anything like they're just kind of doing yeah. the opposite. Have we given anything?
0: Have we given anything a thousand percent yet? No. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's well, write it. Give this, I rate this book a 950%. Woo! Because it's short. It's, uh, you know, it's also, as it is a poem, it's also like, it's understandable. It's legible. Wow. It's so connected into like our. It's so fun. I
1: did. I expected it to be like slightly like boring. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's not really, really
0: morose. Yeah, it's not morose. It almost feels like a comic book or something. Like sometimes, um, it's so visual. And honestly, yeah, uh, so at that
1: point, like it's so entertaining. Like the the most entertaining movies, usually you don't have a lot to talk about. You're just kind of like, that was fun. And, like, that's kind mm-hmm. of Dante's Inferno. When you step out from it, you're just kind of like, fuck, that was – what a thrill ride, but you don't have a lot to talk about.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, I, the reason I gave it a 950 is the po- the political references, I found a little um, – a drag, basically, yeah. on the whole thing. Uh, it took you out of the universal out, universal aspects of it. And, I mean, there were definitely some, some circles of hell or, like, descriptions of certain punishments that i was just like okay i get it like let's keep going blah 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 um i don't know maybe even 950 is too high because i i i don't i like i don't even think i gave moby dick at that did You're i already
1: redacting jesus did i
0: give my i got i mean
1: this moby is dick a you probably gave like a 960 a 970
0: i'll give this one a 900 because it did affect me in a way but like moby dick if we're going to like make these compete within one another with our ratings, like that one, I feel a personal, like that one is like, pretty constant. I think, I think a book me. should
1: be rated, not in, in comparison, but in comparison, not in comparison to another book, but in comparison to what was the book trying to do and how well did it succeed?
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I don't know about that. Then that's not how we've been doing it.
1: No, I think we should do it. Let's not compare the books. Let's just rate Dante's.
0: Well, well we have to compare Dante. to what we what we've no! been doing. says who? Well, we weren't rating it like that before. That's what I'm saying. I
1: was. I don't know about you.
0: Okay. Well, you didn't communicate that, but uh, I'll give it a nine twenty-five. Just uh, just so I hmm. I don't know what I rated Moby Dick. We should keep a fi- that on file. <laughs> But I don't want to be above that, so. Because um, I think, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, Moby actually, Dick yeah, might- I agree.
1: I agree with that because I see what you're saying. Like, Moby Dick and Dante's Inferno both have a very strong uh, moral, religious purpose. Like, they're both telling a sort of religious, a modern religious tale, like sort of updating the Bible. Um, and so in that sense, they're both trying to do a similar thing. And I think yeah, Moby Dick is way more relatable and real. It's
0: it's not beholden to like true like I know it's very Christian influenced, but like it's not actually beholden to religion. And I think it yeah totally it's 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 more it's more spiritual yeah and it's 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 shamanistic. It's less like yeah yeah it's more in relation to like it's more human based um, and it just connects I think with the human soul more than uh, this does because it's it's, it's
1: less judgy too. Like I feel like it's so contradictory for Christians to be so judgy when it's like, you know, that's, it's kind of, you know, it's satanic to be judgy, but yeah, Dante is very judgy and where I think, uh, I mean, that's what hell is,
0: is like the end of judgment. But I mean, it's sort of apples and oranges, right? But like, uh, I think Moby Dick just is keyed in, and it, it 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 takes into account the world, and maybe not just like Italy.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And he references like, uh, it's he, about
0: he, so much more too. Yeah. I mean, we. It's about so much more.
1: It's a great. It's also has a great. It's a great metaphor for Earth. Whereas this is yeah. more just
0: um... like it's it's this is a Western Judeo Christian like framework moral framework sort of thing, uh, and I, I I think I think a person of like the East or whatever or not the West world Western world could read Moby Dick in a translation and still connect to it. Whereas this is more like. Like I think a Muslim or not a Muslim, but like someone a Buddhist or
1: a Taoist, uh,
0: certainly like a Buddhist. Yeah, they could read Moby Dick and like still feel and still feel connected to it or whatever. Yeah. Whereas
1: this would just be like, why is Dante so like fucking spiteful?
0: I want to give. Oh, we knocked off points for the for the whaleology. So yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's a fault. It's almost like him referencing the politicians in this book is like the whale, yes, the incessant yeah. whale biology. And he like they gets just, they the whale get biology wrong. Way.
1: It's just like, come on. Well,
0: man. yeah, and they just kind of get in their own way. Yeah. But yeah, so I guess it's fair that. So yeah, what do you rate this?
1: Uh, in terms of what he's trying to do, um, hmm, I'm gonna say. Nine thirty. Nine hundred and thirty.
0: That's fair. And why is it nine thirty?
1: Um, just because it, you know, it's just such a thrill ride. It's just so evocative. It's um it just feels very true in terms of whatever like spiritual story he's telling. It just uh it it stirs something in your soul when you read it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um well I definitely thought about you know
0: when I was reading it, I thought about um I my like one time I went to a therapist and for some reason like the insurance thought we were Latino because her last name's Mendoza. Yeah. And so they like brought they immediately put me into like a Latino like hospital or something oh. and obviously it was very catholic but i didn't know any of this going in so i go into her office and it's like i don't see anything that sort of points to it being religious and i go there like three or four times and she the last time i saw her she's like telling me about how the devil works in cycles and circles like endless uh endless re uh you know experience and like rumination and stuff. And I was like, Hmm, that's kind of strange. Like she brought up the devil in like a very like real fearful way. And then I, I was like, Oh yeah. Well, she brought up God again in this way of the same sort of way. And I was like, yeah, I don't like believe in God. And then she's like, well, you know, I'm like a Catholic like, social worker. <laughs> right. I, and then I looked at her badge on her desk and it said like LCS, sister, which is sister. like sister, <laughs> No, it wasn't that bad. It was just like Catholic it some word, some weird acronym for like Catholic therapist. Right. I was like, oh, okay. Uh I don't want to go to this." But she to- that was that was good advice. I didn't I didn't forget, which is you know, it's part of this book, obviously, like every center everything about hell is, is cyclical.
1: Yeah, that re- that reminds me of uh, I think it's like a uh a Vedic or like Hindu uh, metaphor or something but it's like uh the um, the spoke or the circle of life and when you're not in accordance with God um you are on the outside of this wheel sort of like spinning and then to to go to the center the center of the spoke is when you're with God so then you're not you're not being spun around this infinite loop you are now sort of like at peace when you're at the the center spoke. And cause then you're not, you yeah. know, the center of a wheel doesn't it's really moving when it, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't move. And as, and as the further you get from the center, the, the sort of more, the more treacherous the spin in terms of like centrifugal force. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but that sort of yeah. relates to like the, the spinning that she was talking about.
0: All right. So that, that wraps it up. Thanks for, Thank you. For, thank you. Uh, thank you for listening. That's how long is this gone? Hour and a half. Okay, so I don't know if we do two parter, but
1: no, we just leave it one.
0: Yeah. Okay, and I think we we do have to. Well, we do oh. have to stick. To, never mind, I won't say that on here. Wait, wait, oh We have to do big name books like this because the last one did not perform well. Oh, it didn't that's that's the I mean compared to the other ones that's Ooh. kind of what we got to do okay because the ones with big I don't know maybe not because the the biggest episode we have is a John Fahey one
1: yeah people like, like that super, one people have fun with super, that.
0: well I don't know I think of it as like people recognize something or are interested in it and they click on it but.
1: oh I think because I posted that one to the Fahey forums oh you did and so I think that's where we got our uh, well
0: from. that's <laughs> there you go I mean, we're not doing any sort of like actual publicity or you know or sharing. Yeah, that's the only just thing I'm sure Hosting it. Hosting advertise. It. Advertise. Yeah. We'll get there. All right. So I don't. We just not put that in.
1: <laughs> yeah, I cut that out. They think that out. All right. Thank you.